Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is excuse me, Thursday, Friday. Hey, today is Thursday, so get up, get the moving. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice in it and be glad. So, thank God that you woke up to see another day. Just start your morning saying, thank you, God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. Well, let me be able to see, do things when I say hear, touch, you know, whatever. Whatever it is to get you up and moving, let's thank God. Because today, God woke us up this morning. And this is the day that the Lord has made. We'll rejoice in it and be glad. So today we're still doing this fasting from wrong thinking. Today we're at day nine. And it states, I feel like a victim. How many of y'all have felt like a victim? Like I just feel like a victim no matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter what I, you know, whatever. You always have this victim mentality. So today we're going to change that. Today we're fasting from the thought that say, I feel like the victim. Victor Frankie survived the Nazareth Depth Camp at, ooh, at Secuci by defining ultimate freedom as the ability to choose one attitude in any given set of circumstances. The worst prison in the world is the one we put ourselves in our mind. I'm going to repeat that. The worst prison in the world is the one we put ourselves in. Our mind. So let's change that today. We're not going to say we feel like a victim. We're going to change that today. Let's change it. Number one. No one can keep you in certain situations except you. (laughs) No one can keep you in a certain situation except you. So if you're trying to get out of a situation, you see everybody, you're like, wait a minute. Only way you're gonna get out this situation, only way you get out this is you have to make something happen. And the Bible, I'm so sick of this. Why did anybody feel like they're doing this? No, it's time for you to wait, wait, wake up. Let me get up. Let me do what I gotta do and stuff like that. So you have to do that. We must begin today to accept total responsibility to become victors, not victims. We are more than a conqueror than a victor. So we are more than a conqueror. So stop saying like, popo me. No, popo, po. come on, let's get up. Let's do what we got to do. Today, we're going to declare victory over our life. We are no more longer a victim. They say you are more than a, you are more than a conqueror, more than a victor. Number two, people who have, people may have said something to do with how you get in that situation. People may have something to do with how you got in a situation. Meaning like people might have told you, girl, do this. I did it. And you got yourself in a situation. Or, girl, I did it. I did this and you can do it too. But I can do it and I ain't get caught. I can, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. But only you can decide whether you stay in that situation. Only you can decide whether you stay in that situation. Maybe somebody told you, I'm going to give you a promise them. Maybe it's what I told. Okay, you said people may have something to do with how you got in a situation. Okay. But only you can decide whether you stay in that situation. Maybe it's when I told you, oh girl, I don't know. I don't know. Um why 
why you leave him, girl? He's so good to you. You have to go back to him, tell him he's sorry. You know, that man might be abusive. and But your friend said, girl, go back to him. Girl, he, you know, he probably just messed up. He didn't mean to hit you, girl. You know, no. Don't, don't you do that. Don't put yourself in that situation. If you, you left him for a reason, you decide whether you stay in the situation. So if you left him, don't you go back for whatever reason. You know, you know how people, oh girl, you can't make it with them, you and your kids. Or, or you be like, or they be like, girl, go back to him. You can fix him up. Girl, please fix who up? You fix him up. Jesus did not put him on this plan to fix no man up. No, you do that. That ain't, that ain't my responsibility. No. So I'm going to tell you about how you get yourself in this situation? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a story. The victim mentality ends when he take. <laughs> the victim mentality ends when we take full responsibility for our attitude and direction in life. Deuteronomy chapter 30, 15, verse 15 and 19 say, "See, I have set before you life to set before you this day life and prosperity, prosperity and death and adversity. So choose life, and both you and your descendant might live victorious, abundant, God kind of life." So God said the day before us, He said before us, He said before us life and prosperity, death and adversity. So He said before us, it's up to us if we choose life. It's up to us if we choose to go this way. God said, I'm making a path for you to go this way. But some, you know, some of us, we just, God don't know what He's talking about. I'm going to go this way because Jesus don't know, you know, I'm going to go this way. So I'm going to, this way I'm going to go. So, no, you better choose life. Just think about if you had to just, just think about, I want y'all to just sit back and, and somebody had told you something and, um, and you listen to them and you go back. Take for instance for that. Say if you go back, because God said, okay, I'm going to put you here. But, you know, you got your family over here telling you, oh, girl, it's too hard. I'm going to tell you a story right now. When I, when I moved out here, when I came to Houston, when I backed it up, when I had lost my place in Longview, nobody helped me to move my stuff. Nobody. When I say nobody, nobody. I know I asked people, nobody. Nobody stepped in. Nobody did nothing. So me and my three kids packed up a three-bedroom apartment in a U-Haul. And I drove the U-Haul, packed it up, loaded up, moved everything into the storage, came back. I think we did probably maybe like two, maybe three or four trips. I can't remember. We had so much stuff. Packed it up. Okay. So then I came out here. And then, you know, came out here, found a job. Boom. Found another job. Got my own apartment. In 2016. Who's it? 16 years. Did that okay? Did that stay there? Got kids that no, that because we had this tax day flip. That's my apartment. Boom, I had to go stay in a hotel, a, a, a stay stay hotel for three and a half years. So, you know, nobody really knew what I was going through, but you know, and then I got this call from one of my sisters, Felicia. You know, you don't put to stay in that hotel. CPS can come pick your kids up. Or pick your, take your kids from you because you stay in the hotel. Hmm. Okay. I said, how are they going to come pick somebody up? Take somebody's kids because I'm staying in the hotel. Really? That, that, that's the case. 
it should be a whole lot of kids in CPS custody, but I ain't say nothing. And she said, Felicia, he said so hard because when I was there, I couldn't make it. I couldn't do this. There's no job. Then blah, blah, blah. So I said, you know what? Maybe this ain't for me because I'm staying in the hotel. Like, maybe this ain't for me to do. Maybe this not for me, you know, because I had got this attitude. Like, you know what? I'm done. You know, I'm so tired of this, this struggling. I'm just tired of to the point where I just don't know what to do. I was just like, you know what? And I had that victim mentality. <laughs> well, you know what? Me. Why this had to happen to me? Why did I got to stay at the hotel? Why do I got to go through this? Why do I, you know, all this stuff. Why, why, why? And then so one, of, one of my kids was in the car talking. I said, I think, yeah, if y'all want to go back? No, just so I ask. Because they say go, they go, we can go back. Then I'd be like, okay. It was, y'all can say, you know, we can go back. I was like, no, because by this time they had made friends, you know, they didn't got comfortable and they was okay with change. It was me because I'm like, Jesus, I cannot believe we are staying in a hotel. But then, and then one of my kids said, Mom, if you go back, you turn to a pillow salt, I'm going to die. I said, don't say that. So I was like, you know what? So I was like, you know what? Maybe he's right about something. Maybe if I just shut up, and change my way of thinking, change my attitude. It'll be okay. So I said, okay, I'm gonna do pros and cons. Houston, jobs. Yeah, we got a job. Uh, have a car. Did I have a car at that time? Yeah, I have a car. Uh, we have some other state. It might not be where we want to stay, but we have some other state. So I go back. I gotta find some other state. Gotta find a job. Gotta find a car. And who gonna help me with those things? Even though these, even though family was telling me, oh, but you can't do it there. You can't make it there. And sometimes like, so, it's just 2021 and I'm still here. And I'm just, I just want to tell you that people will tell you stuff so that, so that, so that way you don't make it. Because this imagine, this imagine if I had just left where God put, God put me here. He left me, brought me from wherever, brought me from Longview and put me here. If I would have just listened to somebody, I would miss that on the life, the prosperity. You know, the victim, like the victim abundance of God kind of life. Yes, yes, I go through things. Yes, I deal with things. But I'll be a son of a gun if I can just look at something like, wow, who would have thought I would still be here in this 2021? If I would have just listened and just gave up, be like, I'm okay, we're going to play the victim mentality. If I had went back, just imagine what I would be doing now. Imagine what my kids would be doing now. Or just, they would have missed out on so much. It, you know, I got a kid that's sick a lot. Just imagine I had to go back and forth to, you know, to, um, to Dallas or wherever. No, I'm right here in Houston. The medical center, they have children doctors, they they have whatever my kids want to do, they have it right here. So I was like, no, I'm going to stay here. And boom, look what God has done. <laughs> Number four, I just want to tell you a little snippet. Number four, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Full responsibility does not mean that you are, you are in it alone. God is on your side and he will help us. It is, a, it is natural to look for help. 
but let God, but let it get, but, but let's get it from God. John 16 said, the Holy Spirit is our help. Will you? When you have his help, you do not have, you do not need to blame anyone for anything. We blame when he feel helpless. We are not. We blame when when we feel helpless, but we are not. So ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and the Holy Spirit will help you. It's you know God is on our side. I tell y'all, I tell y'all this. I tell God said He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He is our ever present. Help. He is our ever present help. Um, yesterday I was on my way to work and I was just praying in the Holy Spirit and I had called this other lady because I wanted this other lady to come and agree me with me about something. And she tried to pray. <laughs> she tried to pray like like I'm talking right now, talking. That Holy Spirit took over. I was like, oh, she couldn't say not one single word. But she just prayed the Holy Spirit the whole entire time. So I had I just started praying the Holy Spirit because I was asking God for something, praying about something, and then I just said, God, can I just come in agreement? This I just need somebody to come in agreement. And I called her. And I just I, this lady, she don't ask for nothing. She don't like don't go into details. I just told her what was really going on. And she said, okay. And she just got the praying. Those are the type of people you need. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will bring people into your life to help you. And then I was like, and then she's like, she said I haven't did that in a long time. So I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, because she, you know, she prayed in the Spirit, but she said she never, she haven't had that, the Holy Spirit take over in a long time. So, you know, he's your help, he's your ever present help. Now, if I understand the root problem of responsibility, is respond. We may not be able to control everything that others do to us but we can control our response and our response lies our freedom and our growth you know how yes you need to learn how to control yourself you know how people just say stuff to you and be like and you're like lord you know how you just want to say something but you can't say nothing because you know that's not the christian way so we, we may not be able to control what people do to us mean like we might not be able to control what people say about us do to us mistreat us whatever but we can't control but we can't control our response. Okay, whatever. Just go pray for them. Okay. Ooh, just walk away sometimes. I know it's hard. Sometimes you got to walk away be like, Lord, if I can just... No, you're not going to do that. So, no Lord, nothing. So, just walk away from the situation and you will see, like, oh, thank you. You know, say for instance, you somewhere in the store, you happen to see your ex or whatever, you probably get all mad. Girl, that man is not where he done moved on or whatever. And you still holding on to something, please. Let it go. Um, number six, do not give away your power. I just talked about that. We give our power to lives and victory. We give away our power in lives. To, wait, we give our power. We give away our power to live in victory, health, and success. When we allow others to determine how we respond, we have the power to forgive, the power to overcome, and the power to overcome everything. When we blame others, we give away that power to them. I mean, like, you can say, oh, you did this to me. So every time this person comes around, you just got to add to it. Like, mm, I ain't got time to talk to mm, you know, all that type of stuff. No, you can't. You can't do that. So we have to be like, okay, let me. She comes around, hey, girl. You know, it's, um, you have to be able to just, like, see people be like, girl, please. 
and you have to be you just can't give you can't give people your power. You cannot. I mean, people are moving on in their life, and you over here looking all cuckoo for cocoa puff because you is upset because what they did to you, what they said to me. I can't be around that person. I, I, I don't. I can't even deal with that person or whatever. Girl, please don't. That, don't get nobody your power. Whatever you do, do not get nobody your power. I remember <laughs> I used to do this with <laughs> my uncle that I could not stand him. But I don't get, I don't get two pennies now. I was like, "What the devil?" I remember, um, I remember something happened between him and it was one of my family members, and I was like, "Oh, I just." Until this day, I forgive them, but I just know, like, I don't give that. I don't give that person them that much power. Like, if I was to. I could probably sit in the same room and wouldn't even give up flying fluke. Why? Because I don't care. You know, like, please. That's growth. And that's freedom. Because I don't have time for that. So, you know, don't get nobody that much power. Number seven. Take charge of what God has given you. The master said to his servant who who hid his talent, Why don't you, why didn't you at least invest my money so I can receive, so I can have received interest. Matthew chapter 25, 24 through 27. He blamed the master and accused him. As a result, he fell to temptation of resent and fear. He lost everything because he had a victim mentality. If God gave you a talent, use that talent. Whatever God gave you, it said take charge of what God has given you. Whatever it may be, don't let it go to waste. If God gave you a talent to help people or to be like me, creative, because I can create things, or and I like to help people. This is my passion to like get on this podcast and just talk. Take charge of what God gives you, whatever He gives you. Don't be like mm, I ain't doing it. Because today I woke up kind of late. To be honest, I woke up kind of late, and I was like, I'm not gonna do. No. I said, No, I'm gonna do this podcast. It's okay, I'm gonna do it. But you have to just don't. Falling temptation of resenting fear. Like I ain't gonna, I got, I gotta get myself ready for work. But I say, no, do this podcast because somebody out here needs this podcast. Somebody be waiting for me to do a podcast. So I say, I'm gonna keep doing it. So you just have to take charge over different stuff. And I said, I'm gonna tell y'all about something about. Mm, it was something. Oh, how to get you? No, you decide. People may have something to do with you, but how you how you got in a situation, how you got in a situation, but only you decide whether you stay in the situation. Okay, let me tell you about my situation. Me and my okay, me and my kids. That one day I can't remember. It was, I think it was maybe cold, when raining. One day, one night. So he came on one day, and I just said, cause he he be lying. So I just said one. I just think I had the urge and the bold to just say something. So one day, um, he's like, he's packing clothes. I was like, he said, I got to go out to him. And I said something fly. I don't know okay, what I said, but I said something fly. You know I mean? Because I really don't respond to him. I really don't be fly. But that day, that night, I remember my kids still up. And I I said something fly. And he drugged me. Like, he beat me and drugged me. And my kids saw it. So he called one of my sisters, the one he slept with, put it that way, when he slept with, um, 
told her you better come call me all kind of b words and all this type of stuff and i was screaming and stuff so i was like he beat me in front of my kids so the cops came or whatever and then i was like i'm not leaving because i got kids i'm not leaving them freaking rain and cold no so he left and then i was like okay so in my mouth like there's something i dreaded that i never wanted to see my kids me and my my, my kids to see that so i was like i gotta get out of this situation and i kept praying praying like god if i give you this give me out this situation i never go back and that's what i told if you just get me out this situation i never go back so one day I told my co-workers what had happened or something. They're like, but you gotta leave. It's <laughs> like that. They're like, I know. They were like, you gonna stay? I was like, I don't know what to do because I'm out here, you know. And the only, only thing I told my, they might have knew, but I don't tell them stuff because, you know, I didn't really tell my sister because it's just like, what they gonna do? Nothing. Probably she's, you know, whatever. So I didn't say nothing to them. So I was like, so my, I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So, I was on, at work one day, she said, and I didn't even have, did I have a car? I'm trying to remember. I don't think I did. I don't think I, I might have did. Or, I don't can't remember. I might have had a car, I might not. I didn't remember. But one of my friends, one of this co-worker I talked, uh, took me to these apartments. I said, I can't get no apartment. Shoot. My credit all tore up because of him. They was like, don't worry about this. We got this. So I was like, okay. So I went there and she told me about, you know, about the apartment or whatever. I think I did have a car or whatever. I was like, okay, I'll take it. So I did my application, did what I had to do. They gave me the money. Co-workers gave me the money for my deposit and my application fee. So I had called them. So it was like, oh. and then I was like, she ain't called me. So she said, oh yeah, you you know, you got to pull. I was like, thank you, Jesus. So a Friday, I remember he took my car to Houston because he had to go and come here for child support. So I was like, did he take my car? No. I told him no. He didn't take it. I told him no, you're not taking my car because I had used one paycheck and this to go get me and my kids car because he wouldn't let me use a vehicle. You know, wouldn't even let me use a vehicle, honey. So I was like, so that, that Friday he left, I packed me and my kids. I didn't ever tell him I was moving or nothing because that that next well. That day before I decided I was going to leave him, the constable came to the house said we was getting evicted and we had to be out by the weekend. That's what he said. I was like, perfect. <laughs> and he was like, I talk to the people, but I'm working and he working. I'm giving him, so what you doing with this money? But I didn't say nothing. I kept my mouth closed. So he left. Friday, out Friday, I moved in one day. Because I worked Friday and I was off that weekend. So that Saturday, I packed my stuff up. I, I left him with his stuff. I left him with the food, some food. I left him with the bed. And that was it. And his clothes. And I packed up and I left. Nobody knew who I was. And they was like, please, he come over there. You call my number. I'm coming. Blah, blah, blah. They was like, oh. So I was like, okay. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew where I stayed at. Nothing like that. But somehow, he found out where I stayed. And he tried to have somebody to break in on us and all type of stuff, but because he was like telling my telling my sister that I was stupid, and she'll be back. This is twenty twenty one. Is it twenty twenty one? Yeah, twenty twenty one. Ain't back yet. So 
you can get yourself out of situation, but it's up to you. I just want to tell you, it's up to you. I got tired of the situation. I got tired of him cheating. I got tired of him beating on me. This being abusive, all this stuff. So I was like, okay, because I had seen a ch- difference in my kids. My kids want to talk to people. They was like very sheltered. They weren't really themselves. But then when I got out the situation, when I got out and just, oh, anybody gonna want you because you got three kids. Boo boo. I don't know if you know, but. It was just that I had to be like, okay, let me stop. Yes, you can feel like you. I was scared, but I said, this nigga might be killing me. He ain't like it. But it's 2021, and I thank God that I got myself out of this situation. No longer was I a victim. I became a victor because I left my abuser. So I just want to tell you, no matter. Yes, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy when you abuse. I'm not saying it's easy to get out of this situation because you're scared because I was scared like, this nigga gonna kill us. But I did it. And I asked God to help me. I said, God, if you get me out of this situation, I never go back. I said that. If you get me out, I never go back. And I meant that. When I said I meant. So I just want to tell y'all that. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. I hope you have an amazing, awesome Thursday. And just know you are not a victim. You are a victor. You are more than a conqueror. And God is with you and you have the Holy Spirit to help you. So until next time, y'all have a blessed and amazing Thursday.